You're listening to Agency Dealmasters, brought to you by Bridge. This week on the podcast, I have an extra special guest. If you are an independent agency and you want to learn how to win new business, then look no further. Adam Graham is the founder and managing director at BD Matters, helping all sorts of businesses actually improve their new business function, convert better, increase pipeline opportunities, just just go down the list of the amazing things that, that they're able to do with new business. This is just a masterclass in all things business development and sales. So I'm just going to say, without me keeping you in suspense any further, my conversation with Adam Graham. My name is Nathan Anibaba, and this is Agency Dealmasters. Agency Dealmasters is a series of conversations with world-class agency leaders building great agency businesses. I believe everyone belongs in the growth journey, and this show is dedicated to the stories and the lessons of ambitious agency builders of all types by examining their history, competitive advantage, and what makes them tick. Now, let's jump in. Adam Graham is the founder and managing director at Gray Matters and BD Matters. They work with agency owners and their teams to attract and win new business. He was responsible for winning a game-changing piece of business for Visium when they won the Camelot account for £50 million. He has also held business development roles at RAP, Isobar and Havas Group before starting Gray Matters. I'm very much looking forward to the conversation. Adam Graham, welcome to Agency Dealmasters. Thanks, Nathan. Great to be here. And uh, yeah, I've been a big fan of the podcast for a long time. So uh, pleased to be on it. Big fan of yours as well, Adam. Let's start at the beginning, because like myself, the way that you got into sales was through recruitment, as any great salesperson should. What experience did that teach you about how to be successful in sales? Yeah, so that was uh, an interesting learning curve. And I think it was that nothing is handed to you. So you are literally given a phone and a contact list and you'll said, you know, go out there, go make something happen. And I think that was the first kind of time I I sort of realized that I had to be very entrepreneurial. I had to make it happen. And I I certainly sort of found my passion for for sales, uh, being on the phone, uh, winning people over. And that was, you know, recruitment was was sort of at the the heart of that. Um, And then it, it frustrated me that I was always heavily reliant on other people having to go to that interview and and close the deal. And that's kind of why I actually stepped away from recruitment because I wanted to be more in control of the sales process. Makes complete sense. And I'm really looking forward to having this chat with you because this conversation, this sales and winning new business thing, especially for agencies, is the biggest pain and challenge of every agency owner that I speak to. Um, You know, how do we win new clients? How do we attract those big names and those big brands. You've done that successfully over your career at many different agencies. Um, we're going to dig into all of that, all of that good stuff in, in a moment. But before we get there, we have to address the elephant in the room because there's such a terrible reputation that sales has, right? Still, even though it's so beneficial to society and the, the global economy, um, recruitment agencies even though they're fantastic people, I'm sure some of them are very nice. They have a very, you know, they've got a a bad reputation, Um, you know, go down the list. Why does sales have such a bad name, considering how fundamental it is to 
everything. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. I mean, I've I've seen this throughout my whole career. Um, always been sort of the ugly duckling in in the agency world, and uh, I think you know, sales still has that old stereotype of sort of pushy car salesman. You know that that sort of that's lingered from like the the seventies and eighties, and for for whatever reason, we sort of haven't been able to shift that. Um, I think it has changed, and I think buyers now have a lot more power. They have a lot more access to information. And therefore, the role of sales has to be way more consultative and solution based. Um, you know, we we have to do a, a sort of savvier job. And I think it still gets that bad reputation because a lot of people are still trying to force the sell or sort of push their products uh, upon somebody else. And you see a lot of sort of crass sales tactics um, creeping in and we all get bombarded by those kind of uh, really thoughtless uh, sales messages constantly. Um, and so it's kind of a combination of of sort of people not stepping up and therefore, you know, there's a lot of education to be done. You know, I, I, on top of that, I think what's forcing that to happen is that people kind of forget that you need to be solution based. And that comes from a, maybe a place of complacency, but it could be greed, it could be impatience, or it could just be the incentives of, of, and the culture of how that company is driven. Because if everything's about you closing that deal and you winning and it's all about you, then the sale becomes all about you. And that's the worst way of selling, right? It needs, the sale needs to be about them, needs to be about the prospect, listening, understanding. So it's how you step into that, that sales environment that changes your approach to the sale. And I think that forces it and then that creates the crass sales tactics and that's what gives it the bad reputation. So, so you founded BD Matters in June of 2020 to help agency owners win new business. Talk to us a little bit about what shape that looks like. What size of agencies you typically work with? Who is it a good fit for? Who is it not a good fit for? Creative agencies, digital tech, B2B. Um, yeah, share that with us. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. I think, you know, growing up in in, in throughout my career in, in a sales position there wasn't much support there wasn't a community that I could sort of lean on and support me so it's something I've always wanted to do I guess the first lockdown um, in in sort of 2020 gave me that push to say look everyone's lonely everyone's isolated everyone's on webinars let's bring those people together it just seems so easy like you know the the market just fell into place so I launched it Um, it's all about empowering BD people it's all about Building a community of like-minded, um, you know, people that that gives them the confidence to grow, both grow in themselves and grow their their companies. It's open to. We use the term BD because we want it to be open to salespeople, marketing people, growth people, uh, like business owners and agency owners, because everyone's involved in sales, right? You know, from the top to the bottom and from the top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel. So I think there's a lot that everybody can learn from it. Um, you know, we want to try and change the perception of BD. So some of the things we just talked about, we want to try and give it a rebrand and and those perceptions are really sort of crucial to the heart of it. Um, but we want to learn, we want to have fun doing it. We want to bring that sense of community and togetherness. Um, and, you know, it's not just agencies that could join. It, it's all B2B professionals because, you know, I remember when we did the launch party a couple of weeks ago, a girl came up to me after the event and said, you know, there was so much in there that's relatable. And I said, what agencies do you work at? She said, no, I, I sell air conditioning. I said, oh, that's interesting. She said, I said, she said, did everything that we just spoke about make sense? She said, 
everything you said, completely relatable. And that was really, you know, amazing and eye-opening for me. So talk us through the launch event. What were some of the main takeaways from that for you? What advice are you sharing with agencies and other BD professionals about the best ways to attract and win new business? Yeah, well, I think, you know, first and foremost, it was one of the first events where we brought people together in, in the physical world. So I think so many people commented on how amazing it was to be, you know, back together, you know, and, and as, as sort of salespeople, we're natural networkers. And so we want, we want that, that feeling of, uh, you know, of those interpersonal skills. Um, so that was the first point. The, the second point was to sort of land some of the perceptions and we did a bit of research uh, throughout the last couple of years and you know on the perceptions of business development and and it was interesting you know it's sort of things like 62 percent of people have changed their job title to make themselves appear less salesy <laughs> right so like <laughs> things like that like it came out time and time again so i think it was it was important to recognize you know that elephant in the room but then we we you know we talked about everything from you know, marketing tactics, uh, positioning statements, how to build new business strategies, um, what's working, what's not working, how the pitch process is changing, how it needs to change, uh, the role technology is playing in the sales process from CRMs to automation, um, just the, 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 the career path, you know, ha- you know, er- like when I ask people, who here like fell into the role? <laughs> you know, everyone put their hands up, right? Right. Nobody, nobody designed this, and I thought that was a real shame. And and one of the things we want to do is work with the education sector to sort of make business developments be seen as a bit more, bit sexier, a bit more alluring as a as a as a profession. Um. So that's something that that the community is going to work on. Um. So yeah, it touched a broad spectrum, and 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 the community, you know, and the discussion points and topics will talk about that, you know, every single week. Um, and, and, you know, be, be there for, to sort of guide people through their careers. So you've got three pillars to help uh, agencies and, and BD people win new business. One, create a compelling brand and sales positioning. Two, design a new business and marketing strategy to generate consistent quality leads. And three, work with a mentor and specialist to execute your strategy. Explain. Yeah, so I think... These are the kind of core areas where we help agencies uh, and, and where we see, you know, some of the fundamental issues. And it's 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 about moving people from sort of chase to attract. And the positioning is all about kind of who are you and why should anybody care, right? And it's the one of the most overlooked pieces, right? So so people often have their their sales proposition. They understand what they do, but they don't really understand why they do it. They don't really have a sort of feeling of that sort of passion of what differentiates them in terms of their personality, their tone of voice. They don't really have those clear opinions. Um, and it's all that kind of stuff that we're trying to draw out of uh, agency owners, business owners, uh, so that that can sort of play out throughout their new business and marketing strategies. So that's always sort of the, the first point of, of where we address, um, you know, the, the challenges they're having in terms of new business. So that's about positioning, and creating a, a brand, a sort of, a, you know, a position in the market that's unique and differentiated and that is built a lot around their personal brand. Am I, am I understanding that right? Yeah, essentially. Or if it's a group of business owners, it could be a, a combination of their personal brands. I, I mean, ultimately, we're, it's two, two parts to it, the emotional and the rational, right? On the emotional side, we're trying to dig into what pain points, what frustrations 
uh, what inflection points in their life led them to start this business, right? What, so that that's the emotion, what's driving it. On top of that emotion is kind of what are their opinions on the industry, on their competitors, on you know why they're better than everyone else. Um, what also on the emotional side, it's about their personality. So you know most B two B brands, I would say they don't have a personality. Mm. Or they're they're too fearful to present a personality, offend someone. Yeah, offend someone or you know dissect their market, take a position. Exactly. So we we look at their personality and we try to sort of deconstruct that so that that can turn into a tone of voice and a playbook. And, and all of this builds a blueprint for that company to scale. Um, and without it, you end up in a very sort of generic sea of sameness, like every other business, right? And that allows you to, you know, that differentiation allows you to charge a price premium, right? To stand out in the market and go, well, I'm going to work with this agency because of a, B, and C reason, and that's why I can justify a 20% increase on my margin over and above any other competitor. Definitely. It's one of the things that contributes to price premium, yeah. And and by the way, like I see that as a huge differentiator when we're producing podcasts for our clients, right? Taking a position and taking a stand and having an opinion in the marketplace. Like so many people, when I raise that, are a little bit fearful and saying, oh, you know, we don't want to put people off. We want as many people, surely we want as many people as possible to listen to the podcast, right? So we want a general um, marketing podcast that attracts as many people as possible. And I'm like, no, that's the opposite of what you need to be doing. You need to be almost offending people. <laughs> you need to be put, <laughs> you're trying to put people off and tell people the reasons why, you know, maybe it's not for them, right? And have an opinion take a point of view on the marketplace, even if it's controversial, you're more likely to attract the people that it's really right for and put off the ones that are, are never going to buy from you anyway. Yeah, 100%. It's the way to scale, right? It's the way to sort of grow quicker, <laughs> ultimately. You know, you think about if you're trying to appeal to, you know, anyone with a pulse and a wallet, right? Think how generic your your sales strategy is. Well, think what, what thought piece are you going to write? Uh, just something that appeals to everybody. Everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, what events are you going to attend? All, All of them. them. <laughs> uh, what publications are you going to be seen in? Yeah, lots of them. Yeah. Right. So there's your strategy. Lots of it. All of it. Some of it. And that's the problem. They, you know, people don't give themselves a direction, and they think by cutting off their market, they're cutting off their sales, and actually they're doing the opposite. Um, you know, they they sort of go down a sort of narrow corridor. And I always talk about this like an inverted egg timer. You know, you kind of hone in at the bottom and then it actually opens up, uh, you know, for the further down you go, it opens up Pandora's box uh, because you've gone in sort of really, really specialist. Um, and that's when you can maybe add on services or you appeal to, uh, you diversify in other ways. But don't do that to start with, you know, be really clear. Um, and, and, you know, you can't afford to, be generic in such a saturated market when you know there's ten thousand webinars people can attend and endless content pieces online. You've got to cut through, right? Yeah, exactly. We're we're living in like I don't know the golden age of content. There's never been as much content as there is now, and so people are far more discerning about what content that they choose to listen to and pay attention to. And if your content is like everyone else's, just, it's like wallpaper. They'll just walk past it. You and I had a slight disagreement last time we spoke about how sales should be done. And this is where this is what I really like, disagreements, controversy. <laughs> I prefer a more 
structured sales process. Your approach is a lot more fluid than that. Um, you've probably been a lot more successful than me in my career about sales. So I'll probably <laughs> lean towards you on that. But maybe walk us through a kind of a typical sales process for you from first touch until close business. And I'm especially interested in, in the Visium one where you won, you know, the 50 million pound account. Maybe you can touch on that example as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best because obviously this every sales process and it, it's slightly nuanced. So I'll try and talk broadly enough to, to appeal to everybody. I mean, just going into the theory and the mindset, uh, first off, I guess what we're talking about is uh, is the art and the science, right? And I, and I believe there is an art and science uh, to sales. So I'm not disagreeing with the process, but there's a, there's a huge art element to it. Um, I think we're also talking about things like strategic and proactive new business as opposed to tactical and reactive, right? So it's being able to sort of plan for the long term, but react in the short term. Right, because you don't know what's going to happen, whether you're going to lose an account or somebody moves jobs or you pick up the newspaper one day and you're like, shit, that's a good opportunity. Maybe I should go after that. You've got to be on the ball and be intuit intuitive. And that's how salespeople think. But you've also got to think about what are the big accounts I want to win? What's the what's the long term ambition for my sales strategy and what do we want to be known for? Um, so, you know, our first thought when we're building new business strategies is how do I drive inbound, right? That's always our first thought. I'm not saying we don't do outbound. And often it's like a journey. You sort of start outbound. I remember when I started Grey Matters, I was just hitting the phones, calling agency owners like for two years, trying to sort of, you know, get on their radar. And I don't do that anymore. I stopped, I stopped after two years because of the process, because I'd built up enough valuable contacts. In that time, I'd built my brand we built the CRM, we built the data, and therefore we turned that into sort of a, an ability to nurture, right? So if you get that right, you know, outbound, you know, yes, at the beginning becomes a bit of a sort of driving force, but then it can be sort of sporadic on top, uh, you know, dipping in and out, you know, on uh, as well as the marketing work that you're doing. So the process is, is always important. You know, we do use things like monday.com, you know, we're pipe drive, um, elite partners so we are hot on on process don't get me wrong but that's that's the vehicle right that's that's the thing that's going to get us there but it's not it's not the passenger it's not the it's what are you going to say and and that's the thing that's going to give you that unfair advantage and that's the positioning that's the brand bit that's the marketing the stuff we just talked about and that's the art so you've got to have the process and yeah be rigorous in that and you know whether it's writing your one blog a month? Is it doing your event once a quarter? Is it, you know, reaching out to five people a week that you've not spoken to before? Yes, do all those things. But don't don't just do that without thinking about the marketing and thinking about your positioning and, and, and sort of what that what that story is that you're trying to bring together. Um, and nurturing, I guess, is the one thing that that brings all of that together, right? Because you have to constantly do a little bit of outreach, but you've also got to keep topping that out with marketing. You've got to keep top of mind. You've got to keep reminding people that you're there and you've got to keep giving people value time and time again so that they remember you. And you never know when they're going to be ready to buy. So you've got to be there at the right time. And that's what your your marketing is, is going to do. Um, so, I mean, sales processes in the agency world, you know, a deal could last, you know, it could be a couple of months. You know, if you're working in sort of SEO, you turn around proposals in a couple of weeks. If you're if you're talking about the Visium pitch for Camelot, you know, 
that could be two years of nurturing before the RFP comes in, and then a three-month pitch process to close that. And some of the big, big agencies will be very used to that, that type of process. You know, I think you've got to design the process that's right for you, and you've got to constantly review your sales process, make sure you have a funnel that you that is distinguishable. So whether it's people that have a kind of expressed interest to sending them, you know, some sort of credentials to some sort of packages to then qualifying the opportunity further, um, you know, asking the right questions to then getting it through to proposal pitch. And then you've got to think about closing, negotiating, you know, getting it over the line because nothing's signed, you know, nothing's done until those, those contracts are signed. Um, Sounds like a lot of work, Adam. It's, it's a lot of work, <laughs> you know, you, but you've got to have the process, like you're saying, to underpin it all, right? Yeah, no, totally. So, so have, an, have an eye on the long term, have an eye on the short term, be reactive, nurture, create a, an always-on business development program. I, I can go on and I'm just trying to remember all the things that you said. <laughs> so, you know, for a mid-size, for a small mid-size agency, I don't know, 20 to 30 people, What's the structure of the BD team then that can make this engine work? I mean, is it led by the founders? Do they employ a, a team of, of full-time business development experts? Do they have a, a series of marketing people? Like what's been the best, best mix of internal service uh, so resources that you've seen that can make this engine work? Yeah, well, I mean, in general, I would say new business is sort of one of the most underinvested areas in an agency. You know, when we did our surveys on BD Matters, we worked out there's roughly about 1% of the agency is dedicated to new business, right? And, um, you know, there were other, I think over over 50, 60% of the people that responded have a, had a new business team of one, right? So, Well, that's the problem right there. <laughs> that, that's, that's one of the that's big problems. That's the problem. And then, and, then, and then you get people that say, oh, can we invest in a CRM system? How much is that? £15 a month? Absolutely not. You can use a Google sheet. And oh, you're like, my God. oh, my God. Like, this is the problems yeah. we're dealing with, right, sure. in the real world. Yeah. Um, even our business development community, you know, we're doing like a, a sort of real half price offer at the moment. It's, it's, it's £49 a month, right, to sign up. And I know it would help so many people, business development people, and it would give them the support they need. And I know someone recently is too scared to sign up because he, he's new to the company and he feels like, oh, that's going to be asking too much of my boss at this stage to invest in me. And I'm like, 50 quid a month, man. Like, you're the only new business person in the, in the company. You need this more than you realize you do. So, um, but yeah, look, obviously going back to the start, I mean, agency owners, yeah, need to carry that that burden, especially at the sort of five to 10 man size, you know, they they, they will. But You've got to recognize your weaknesses is what I would say and know that if sales is your forte and if you're not fully on board with some of the things or understanding fully all the things I'm talking about on this podcast, then maybe you need to bring in an expert, maybe you need to bring in a mentor and somebody who, who does know what they're doing. And then as you scale, yeah, bring in sort of marketing, bring in you know more sales skills. But you know, business development is only getting more complex and, and people talk about BD people. Well, BD people have to wear about 50 hats right now. I won't list them, but there's a lot of hats. <laughs> and um, and it's about understanding where your strengths lie, where your weaknesses lie, so that you can fill those gaps and sort of also, I would say, build a culture of new business. Because if everybody is, even if you're a 10-man agency, if everyone contributes a little bit or at least understands the vision of the company and, and contributes to its growth, then you will scale easier. 
most agency owners put all that weight on their own shoulders and go, I'm the only buddy responsible. Or you get like three business owners and one of them is responsible and the, t- the other two kind of turn a blind eye and they're like, ah, that's not for me. And, and this is where I, this is where you see major, major issues like, and, and those people come talk to me and there's, those businesses can fall apart. You know, they can split business owners apart. It, it's really detrimental because of the impact on like mental health and what that's doing to that individual who is carrying all that expectation without the, the support and the investment. So let's talk a little bit about prospecting. What's the best way for agencies to prospect for new business at the moment? Is it cold calling? Is it inbound? Is it, um, you know, emailing, LinkedIn? What's the best mix? What's, what's worked? Events, networking? What do you recommend? Yeah, I mean, you want to leverage your marketing as much as possible to warm people up. So, you know, don't going in cold, cold is, is, is sometimes the worst thing you could do, right? So what I what we normally do is try and, you know, be clear on your positioning, be clear on your audience, right? And then create a, a blog, you know, this is sort of really basic terms, but create a blog that resonates with that audience. So it lands your positioning, it, it understands those audience pain points, and it talks to them. You know, and then add value, you know, send that to people. Yes, use email. Yes, use LinkedIn. You know, we do a combination of the, of the two. Um, people talk about sort of five to seven touch points in, in order to sort of win someone over. So it's often people go, you know, they'll send an email. Oh, it never worked. It's rubbish <laughs> email. Or they'll they send a LinkedIn message. Oh, it never worked. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, firstly, think seven points. And think like six months, right? So just change your perspective. Um, but yeah, it's using all of those um, those touch points to win people over. Agency Deal Masters is brought to you by Bridge, the growth-focused podcast agency. We help ambitious agencies talk to the right brands through the power of podcasting. Generate leads, win new business and increase reputation. Check out our clients' podcasts and find more resources to keep learning at bridgegrowth.org. Now, back to the show. So you say, quote, we believe the key to effective sales is honesty and the best way to sell is by not selling. Explain. Yeah, so I think it goes back to, you know, thinking about how buyers are in control, right? And 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 the, the role of the seller is to solve and to guide, right? It's to sort of help people find the final solution, not to enforce our products and services on them, right? So that's the honesty part. And I think the honesty also ties into the positioning. So if you're true to yourself and you're true to your your opinions and why you set this business up and you stick to that true core vision, then you know who you are and you know who your audience is, right? And if you've got a compelling offer that deals with a real pain point, then you shouldn't need to bullshit people, right? If, you, if you've if you got that problem, then stop selling and go back to the sort of building the, a new product, a new solution. Or if you're working for a company that you don't believe in the product or the service, then leave that company. Because there's not that dishonesty, people can see right through it. And if you get that right from top to bottom, you know, then you know you you you're, you won't sell anymore. You won't need to sell, right? Because people will just understand and they'll they'll believe in what you're what you're trying to do. You're trying to actually help them. You're trying to solve their problem, and you're you're offering real value. And and that's what I mean by kind of honesty. 
Love it. BD Matters, fantastic community for um, agency owners and and all the other business development professionals. I'm sure there's so much kind of shared knowledge and experiences from people kind of not just in the agency world, but in many different industries as, as well. Tell us about kind of what the typical, is there a sweet spot for you as, a, as an agency owner that is right for the community and, and right for the group? Um, and t- tell us where more people can find out about the community. Yeah, I, I think, you know, as I said, it's, it's, it's open to all walks of BD, marketing, growth, salespeople. Um, I think the people that I tend to attract and, my, and the business and, and my community attracts are the people that are willing to be vulnerable, right? We talk about vulnerability. So sales is a, is a roller coaster, right? Ups and downs, right? You, you can often feel very lonely because you've got your, those targets on you. Whether you're part of a team or not, you still have individual targets, right? And that can, can mount a lot of pressure. Um, so we don't do well around sort of uh, big egos and people who kind of have that bravado, like everything's cool. I'm the best salesperson in the world. Like, you know, you know all that kind of crap. So we think it's people that like probably you know want to share, want to learn, and, and and ask those questions and not feel stupid and just kind of like really kind of talk about the low points but celebrate the high points. So that's that's a bit I guess into the inside of of BD Matters, and I mean you can find out more the information. It's bdmatters.co is the website, so you'll go straight to the landing page. Um, obviously you, you can get in touch with us to find out more information, but you know you can sign up right right there. Absolutely love that. If you're a regular listener of the show, you know that we always ask our favorite questions before we let any any of our guests go. So I can't let you go without asking some of these. Um, I've been waiting to get to this for the uh, for the interview, as as you know. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions now. Respond as quickly as you can. Let's find out a little bit more about the person behind the brand of Adam Graham. Tell us about a time when you failed and what you learned from that experience. Yeah, I think... Uh, this was about a time at, at uh, when I was at Isobar, um and we lost a pitch um, that we should never have gone for, right? And I said we shouldn't have gone for it, and you could see in the eye, the whites of the eyes of the the, the CEO and the, the people pitching were like, "Yeah, what are we doing?" Right. And it's just, it was just that, you know, it, it was, it was when I was like, "Listen to the new business guy," right? And if you're in BD, have a voice, right? Say something, right? Because. It's often in those roles we're seen as kind of administrators or pitch coordinators, yeah. <laughs> and we're not taken for our kind of commercial savviness and our ability to know what's going to win or lose a pitch. And all right, I wasn't a creative or a strategist, but I could see we weren't going to win. So, so what was it about that that gave you doubts then? Well, just through the qualification process, I could see the agency was quite stretched at the time. So resource-wise, we were struggling. Um, it didn't feel like the right kind of brief and brand to us. It felt, and it felt just like we were taking it on board for all the wrong reasons, which were kind of driven financially. Um, and there also wasn't that buy-in, you know. So the, you know, when you when you when you're dealing with a kind of faceless, uh, you know, buyer, yeah, you've not that's really the got worst. That buy-in, that's you know, you, terrible. That's 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 where you're thinking this is going to be a car crash, right? And, you know, when you've not got that relationship there to start with, you're, you're off to a losing start, right? So. Should listen to Adam. Did they then listen to you every time after that? <laughs> no, 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 I left. No. <laughs> no more credibility yet. A leopard that doesn't change your spot sometimes, you know, you, you just can't change people. And that's when you need to know, move on, people. <laughs> there are nice business owners out there. <laughs> 
Tell us about some of your early mentors who influenced the way that you think about business development, sales, and marketing. Yeah, so I've got a, a shout out to Lena Robinson. You know, she was the the person who hired me at, uh, at Visium. Um, you know, she she was a huge influence. She sort of introduced me to Simon Sinek, Start With Why, um, which I know has sort of, well, it divides its sort of opinion sometimes. <laughs> My but mate. Has, has, has inspired a lot of people. Yeah, um, incredible. And, and it did for me. And it was all about, you know, go, you know, I, I saw sales as this kind of tacton bit of the end, right? And actually, I realized, no, 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 sales is the whole thing. It's the, it's the brand, it's the marketing, it's the positioning, it's everything you do. It's the whole experience. And when you start seeing sales like that, it's quite liberating. So if you feel like you're in a sort of cold calling, quite executional role, you can sort of change your mindset and think, no, actually, I can get involved in all of this stuff. And that can have an impact on me and the business. Great answer. Uh, okay, uh, Simon Sinek, what other books have been in- instrumental in the way that you think about your your career? Yeah, I think the one that sort of that springs to mind is, is sort of Daniel Pink, um, and and he he wrote a book. to sell is human. Yeah, to sell is human, and I think you know that was that was really sort of interesting because you know it's nice when you sort of you have thoughts and, and ideas and then you sort of see them reflected. Yeah. In, you know, someone like Daniel Pink, who's like, you know, I'm not crazy. Well-published author. Yeah. It's kind of reaffirming. Right. Um, and, and, it, and it's nice. And it was like, you just, you know, in my world, you know, everybody's in sales, right. It goes back to this perception of sales part. And I always say like, you know, whether you're sitting, you know, with your friends or your, your partner on a Saturday night, you're deciding what takeaway you want to take to go for or you want to decide what 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 to do one night you, you know you're selling yours and they're selling theirs right and you're always selling in everything you do in life right it's just some people have a, a weird connection with sales and don't always see it as such so I think it's more people learning to deal with their relationship with selling and and that's all about confidence and and how you communicate more than sales as as, as the word What's the most interesting thing that people don't know about Adam Graham? So most of you, well, all of you listening can't see this, um, but behind me is a painting. Um, so I'm actually an artist. Um, Are you? Part-time. I don't get much time to do it because I've got two very young children. And yeah, I'd love to do more of it. You painted that? I painted that. That's amazing. That was like, you know, when I was having like a early life crisis of my sales career and uh yeah it's meant to represent the art and science bit but we can talk about that another time uh all right last question before i let you go what do you know about sales and business development today that you wish you knew right at the beginning of your career um i i just think you know it's it's such a great career path you know i spent the first sort of six years seven years in my career trying to get out of sales and then spent the rest of my career like loving it and 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 sort of talking about it constantly and um you know it's the diversity of skills that i think you you can you can learn you can bring um the interpersonal skills um the empathy the tenacity you know it's it's kind of endless that the, the what it draws upon um you get so many so much exposure to people at different levels and different skill sets um and ultimately you know it will help you grow as a person um it help you grow in confidence and and it will make you more entrepreneurial, you know, if you ever did want to start your own business. So, you know, that's what I know now. But getting into sales, I was like, as I say, the ugly duckling, the lonely, you know, <laughs> the, the, the lonely wolf, right? They're thinking like, what is this? You know, no one in the agency does this role. Of course. Why me? But 
it's not it's it's way more exciting and fulfilling great place to end adam thank you so much for doing this no great to be here i mean you know i feel like we could chat forever so uh, <laughs> it, was, it was it was really interesting we have been speaking with Adam Graham. He is currently the founder and managing director at Grey Matters and BD Matters. If you enjoyed this conversation, then head over to Apple Podcasts where you can listen to over 170 such conversations we've had with world-class leaders in the agency space. Head over to agencydealmasters.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter for exclusive subscriber-only content not shared on the main feed. Follow us on LinkedIn and send me a message there if you want to get in touch. We would be unable to do this show without our very own deal masters. Tyler Baller is our booker. Christoph Boaszczek is our executive producer. I'm Nathan Anibaba. You've been listening to Agency Dealmasters. You were listening to Agency Dealmasters, brought to you by Bridge, the growth-focused podcast agency.